Welcome back to the crease, part of the House Call Sports brand. We are here to talk some hockey. I got my boy Gage with me over there. I'm Joe. This is the household. This is the crease. Welcome back. We're talking hockey, like I said before. So, you know, we're not even going to beat around the bush right now. We're just going to hop right into it. The Minnesota Wild vying for a playoff spot, trying to make a run here. Obviously have a major injury. Uh, Kaprizov is out two to three weeks, which puts him coming back just in time for the playoffs. But they got to make it there first, Gage. I mean, this is a big deal for them if this guy can't be out there on the ice. They're going to have to find someone to step up. I mean, do you see the Minnesota Wilds still being able to make a playoff run if, you know, Kaprizov isn't out there? Well, the, the playoff hunt in the West is real tight, and teams are shuffle a couple games either way, up or down. So yeah. it's still tight. And having their best player out on the ice versus not out for two to three weeks is massive. He's the leading goal scorer and leading, leading the team in points. So... I, I, it's going to affect the Wild. Do I see him knocking completely out of the playoffs? Unlikely, but it, there is a huge possibility that it does happen, especially when you lose your best player and best scorer. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you cannot lose that kind of production in, your, in any line on any roster and expect to be the same team. So, I mean, to be 100% honest with you, I, I think that, you know, depending on how it's really, how it shakes up for them, and if they don't find someone to fill those those skates really, really quickly, they'll be looking square into the barrel of dropping out of the playoff race, maybe not even making a wild card, you know, if, if this kind of stuff happens because of how tight that race really is right now. Uh, it's a huge loss. I think that they're going to have to find some way to make that up. I don't know who steps up on that roster to fill those, fill that spot though. I mean, is there anyone that comes to mind? I would look at team? Matt. I would look at Matt Zuccarello, uh, team leader in assists. Also does have a good season as he's, came from the Razor Rangers and is having a good season for the Wild. Um, I don't know if he's going to fill those skates to be uh, per se, but he is going to be, I think, the number one contributor on the on point sheet for the Wild. He's got to be. I mean, yeah, it's one thing to have assists, man, but they got to find someone to put the puck in the net. That's the big deal right here. And obviously, you know, Kreetsov's production is, like you said, probably stems from from how well he's you know passing that puck around finding these guys in open lanes so i mean he's gonna have to find someone else in that puck to to fill out you know to really help get this thing going it's just gonna be you know who can be in the right spot and take the right shot to to keep this thing rolling for the wild but i mean it's a big big loss i mean there's been a lot of injuries that happened to a lot of people and we're gonna get into some of the other ones here in a little bit but you know this is a big deal for a team that you know not too long ago i mean just the other i think our last episode was right in the thick of things you know they weren't even we weren't even thinking about them falling to a wild card spot they were right you know pretty much entrenched and now all of a sudden there's some uncertainty with where the wild may be come playoff time if they're even in the playoffs so definitely something to keep an eye on something that i think we're going to have to really be concerned about but you know colorado nipping at their heels like oh yeah easily easily ducked down yeah it's it's definitely something that can easily happen very very quickly but let's talk about another injury here. Another one that I think is very, very massive. Ryan O'Reilly finds himself on long-term IR due to a broken finger. And I just feel like the Maple Leafs are cursed, man. They, they literally make trades to find some depth so they can go into the playoffs and have everything going hunky-dory for them so they can finally get over whatever it is that ails them come playoff time. And now one of those guys, a big name, big signing, big trade acquisition that we thought you know was going to really do it for them finds himself on long-term IR. Now, it's just a broken finger. It shouldn't, he should be back for the playoffs. I think they're just putting him there right now to try to find a little bit of cap relief, get him healthy, stuff like that. But I mean, at the same time, 
if it's something that lingers a little bit and it can mess up how he holds his stick, how, how he handles the puck, things like that, you're talking about a really big loss for a team that's trying to find any way to get past the Tampa Bay Lightning, past the Boston Bruins, hell, past anyone they meet in the first round because these guys just seem to always find a way to lose a series. And I just feel like this is just another, you know, brick in the wall for them when it comes straight down to it. What do you think? Um, you hit all the major points going through that. Uh, it's the first round Maple Leafs. As we said in our playoff episode, we don't bet for the Leafs in the playoffs. Not like betting against any other team is betting for them. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but it, again, it's one of their big go-get trades at the deadline to have depth and have someone else that's going to give you a strong in the face-off circle, big body, going to play hard down low, and it's going to give you points. Yeah, and it's just, it's like I said, it, this is, it, Maple Leafs fans, this just feels like you're just repeating the cycle, man, because it is 110% a curse. There is something, you got to figure out, like, who, like, you know, broke a mirror, stepped under a ladder in that facility, whatever happened, whoever it, it was. It's who, sold some soul, it's who sold their soul in the Leafs organization years ago when they were winning cups to be like, all right, if we win this one, like we won't win the cup for another seventy-five years. Exactly. We'll make it out of the first round. Like exactly, throw some salt over your shoulder, man. Spit. I don't know any. Find any sort of voodoo breaking magic you can find. Take a trip down to New Orleans. Spend some time with a voodoo doctor. Figure it out because this is getting ridiculous for you guys. Every single year, there seems to be some major obstacle, some major setback that you can't get over. And now Ryan O'Reilly finds himself on long-term IR with a broken finger, and of all things, to find yourself on long-term IR. In a, in a sport that realistically is is hard nose and people go out there with you know broken faces and broken noses and all this other stuff lower body injuries all these things to, for a finger to keep you out it almost seems so weird you know what I mean because like I mean, players will be like slashing at his hand that's broken oh they yeah like, and it, they're gonna go on the thing that's gonna affect them the most like it's just yeah. it's just part of the game. Yeah, like, it really yeah. is. And it's just crazy to me, though, that this team can consistently... Like, if, if there was a team... Like, if you look up bad luck in the hockey dictionary, I almost feel like it's a it's the Toronto Maple Leafs logo. It's right there next to bad luck, man. I really feel like it is. Because every single year, it's just like, oh, you know, of all the teams we could have ran into in the playoffs, we ran into the one team that, like, knew... Or, like, it just matches up perfectly with this. Or, you know, if we could acquire one person in a trade, that person just happens to end up on long-term IR. And give up four <laughs> goals in the third period. Yeah. Uh, you like, know? Like, our goalie who had the best save... Or one of the top five save percentages suddenly turns into a sieve. <laughs> You know, it's like, never ending. This isn't us saying that like the Maple Leafs won't make the playoffs. That they're not a good team because they are. They are. Oh, a yeah. Very good team. That's they why it's so frustrating. Playoffs, but that's why it's frustrating, it man. That's why it's so frustrating because the Maple Leafs have all the talent. They really do. There's a there is a smorgasbord of talent on this team, and and they underachieve every year, and it has to be driving everyone in that organization crazy. Everyone, everybody who's a fan of that organization, everybody inside that facility, everyone on that roster has to literally at the end of the year, yeah, has to be at the end of the year losing their minds. Like, they see black cats on the road, they're walking the other way. Like, I don't care what you got to do, Maple Leafs fans. Find some way to turn this luck around because it's honestly painful to watch. It really is. We'll go ahead and keep this train uh, moving. Obviously, we Toronto Maple Leafs fans don't need us to tell them how much pain is in their franchise. They know completely and all too well. 
Let's go ahead and talk about a team that I obviously have near and dear to my heart. The Boston Bruins. I know we bring them up every time, but you know, it's hard not to bring up a team on a hockey segment that is consistently breaking records and winning hockey games and doing it at a historic pace. And just to tell you how historic they are, they just became the fastest NHL team in NHL history to reach 50 wins. All right. After they were the fastest team in NHL history to win, to reach a hundred points. So they're just nonstop winning. Now, granted, granted, they lost to the Detroit Red Wings today at the moment of this recording. And I don't want to talk about it because uh, <laughs> it's fucking Red Wings, but you know, Hey, it happens. All right. You can't win them all either way. You know, this is a team that obviously is having some injury uh, concerns as well. And we're talking about, you know, Taylor Hall, uh, uh, I believe uh, Nick Felino. Nick Felino obviously is there as well. And these are two guys that are very, very, you know, they're, they're big parts of what they do on the ice. And, you know, there are some questions. How long are they going to be out? Are they, are they coming back for the playoffs at any point in time? And there's really no answers. I mean, the only thing we've gotten is out indefinitely. We haven't gotten any answers. You know, they're not on long-term IR. They're not, you know, day-to-day. There's just indefinitely. And that kind of puts, you know, a little bit of uncertainty into the whole situation. And my thing is, it's like, you know, they did acquire some depth pieces, but it almost feels like those depth pieces they acquired suddenly aren't the depth that they they had when they acquired them now because of these of the hall and felino injuries now they're essentially in the same spot they were before those trades because taylor hall and uh, felino are injured so you end up with this like sort of you know you improved but you didn't scenario and my question is is without taylor hall and, and luke felino are the bruins really truly as dominant as we may have seen them throughout the year, because lately they haven't looked it on the ice. They've looked a little not engaged, a little lackadaisical, and maybe that's just them resting up for the playoff push or maybe, you know, just kind of taking things day by day. Because like we said before, it's not like they have to try. I mean, they could essentially not show up the rest of the season and would still probably end up with the one seed and be the best in the president's trophy. So, I mean, what do you think? Do you think that this team without Taylor Hall, without Felino, and the things that they were doing on the ice for them this year, are they still as good as we've seen them most of the year? I'm not going to look you in the eye or any fan listening to this that it makes doesn't make Boston worse. It does. But it it's the, it's the Bruins playing the best hockey in the NHL all year. Nothing's going to change. Like, it hurts the depth a little, but they're so deep this year, it's not going to deter them from anything. And that's saying a lot because Taylor Hall and Nick Felino are great forwards. Oh, yeah. So like, that's, that's just a testament to how deep and how good the Bruins are playing hockey right now. Yeah, and yes, I mean, they I could, like, we yeah. said it last week, we said <laughs> they could do nothing on the ice for the last 16 games of the season and no one will touch them. And that's just the reality of things. It's just a luxury they have. But I mean, they, they built themselves like I also so said far, last man. week, the Bruins will not do it. I don't believe they play that will play that type of hockey. But it's got to come into play somewhere. I think in the back of some their coach's mind, their organization's mind, it's just there, chirping at the back of their heads. Yeah, hey, I mean, we, how can we rest this player? How can we do this? How can we maybe take the foot off the gas a little bit going into it? Yeah, keep them but fresh. I, you got to keep the legs fresh. I mean, hockey I don't think, players buy legs I don't think day, anyone man. on that team buys them. 
to that. I think Bergeron would be like, no, we're going to keep going pedal to the metal the whole way going going to playoffs hot. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and we've seen it in multiple different sports too where teams will try to do that and an injury happens or something like that. So it is something from a coaching standpoint and from an organization standpoint that the players, because players want to play. Doesn't matter if, if it's if it's if it's you know ultimate frisbee if you're playing field hockey or you're you're you know you're you're uh, pickleball whatever the hell it is players want to play games man they want to be out there they want to be athletic they want to do these things it's on the coaches and on the training staff to be able to kind of reel that in a little bit without making it obvious that they're they're holding them back a little bit here and I think it really comes into how they're going to run their shifts I, I think they're going to look to rest players that way to make up for the Taylor Hall and the Felino injuries going to keep those, you know, the guys that they got to fill those shoes a little more healthy and, and a little more rested. And like you said, no one's touching them right now. And they're playing some really, really great hockey. Obviously, you know, Linus Allmark is a shoe in for the Vesna trophy. If, if, you know, uh, Pasternak was scoring some more goals, he'd be up there for the heart trophy right now, but he's, I mean, more yeah. Connor McGay was scoring less goals, but yeah. Yeah, <laughs> essentially, right? I mean, come on. But it's, it is what it is. I mean, they have a really, really good roster, and, you know, it hurts at the same time. But like you said, until someone catches them, catches them slipping, they're still the best team in hockey. Which brings us to, we already know who number one is in, in the power rankings right now. There's no argument against it. There's no way you can tell me that they're not. The Boston Bruins are the number one team in hockey. But my question is, who's who's the who's the rest of the top ten? You know what I mean. That that's that's the question that we got to ask. Because I I was looking at ESPN's top ten, and I don't I don't necessarily agree with some of the way some of the teams they have listed and or where they have them listed. I've been high on the Devils all year, and I think you know they're they're ranked a little lower. I I think that they're playing great hockey, and which is you know it makes you happy being a Devils fan. I know you're happy to hear me say that, and I think all of Devils Nation is super happy to hear me say that because. You know, you don't get to hear it that often. <laughs> it's been, it's been, a, it's been a, maybe a, close to a decade, but you know. Yeah, since, yeah, the Devils are really playing really good hockey right now. But I mean, so we'll start at 10. All right, we'll start at number 10. Who who do you have as your number 10 team? I mean, it's, it's going to be hard not to just stack this list with Eastern Conference teams. Yeah. But that's, it's just a reality of the league right now. Was just especially the trade deadline and how the East just it was an arms race. We've said it for the last three weeks on the episodes. Yeah. It's it's what it came down to. At number ten, I'm going to have to have Edmonton. At you know, 10. I was I was thinking the same thing. I'm literally looking at ESPN's list and I'm looking at it right now. And the Wild are ten for ESPN, and the Oilers are twelve. Yeah, I, I I'm looking at the same thing. I don't know how that happens. I don't know how you have the best player in hockey and you're not a top 10 power ranked team. I don't know if, if something like they're looking at it week by week and they think like, Oh, they slipped a little bit this week or something like that. But I, I think mean, they're looking strictly off points. Yeah. Points and, games. and, and honestly, the, the Oilers, I mean, if you're going to go off the week, they went up against the Bruins, what twice. <laughs> yeah. You're going to knock them down the list. Cause they went up against the Bruins twice. I think they, and I mean, I don't remember both of those games, but I know one they lost, and you know, but still, you went up against the best team in hockey, and that's going to drop in power rankings. Absolutely not. They are number ten. I 100 percent agree with you. I, I don't know how they're 12 in ESPN. I don't know who does these rankings for ESPN, but they really probably need to look themselves in the mirror and figure out what's wrong with their life. 
But who you got for number nine, man? I have the Seattle Kraken at nine. Which is exactly what ESPN has. I actually really, really like that. We're really high on the Kraken here on the crease. We've already said that there's probably a solid chance to crack and make us make a run through the West and could possibly make the, the Stanley Cup. I mean, there's a definite possibility there. I think we did project them going to the Stanley Cup uh, in our uh, we did. playoff breakdown for the West. So, I mean, number nine, I think that's a really good rank right there for them. We'll go ahead and move on to number eight. Who do you got at number eight, man? Uh, it's This one's where it gets sketchy. I'm going to have the New York Rangers at eight. Whoo, moving them up. The Rangers are at number 11 on ESPN, so you're having to replace the Kings at number 11. Obviously, the Rangers, you know, they were hoping the, the, the Patrick Kane trade would really round out their stuff, but they've been on a little bit of a slump of late, and it really hasn't worked out for them. But, I mean, like we said, hockey is all about chemistry. It's all about, you know, working together, knowing whatever it's going to be. They're going to get it worked out. They're going to get figured out. And I think the talent level on that team is just too high to not have them in the top ten. So yeah, I, it's, it's just spinning on the face of every forward they have on that team. Yeah. Like 70-plus points forwards. Yeah. The defense is lacking, yes, but you can't say that team's not a top ten team. Yeah, and I, I think that, like I said, defense, offense, all that stuff's going to come together. The Rangers are going to get it figured out. I just don't see how they're not in the top ten. But we'll go ahead and move on to number seven. Who you got at number seven, man? I have the Dallas Stars. The That's Dallas it. Stars. Oh, man. Ian is not going to be happy when he watches this episode. <laughs> so you move the Dallas Stars, who are ranked six on NHL, you move them down to seven, and – Let's be real here. The Dallas Stars just came off one hell of a game against a team that we said no one wanted to face in the playoffs. The Buffalo Sabres allowed the Dallas Stars to tie, I believe it is a franchise record. It is a franchise record for Dallas Stars of 10 goals, and nine of those goals, or nine of them were scored by different people. (laughs) All right. They absolutely dominated them, and you're moving them down on the list. Oh my God! Explain. I need reasons. I I think Ian would agree because he talks very real about his Dallas Stars. Yes, he does. <laughs> I think six or seven is reasonable for them. I personally have them at seven. I think I, there are six teams that are better than them. I, yes, they played a tremendous game against the Buffalo Sabers, who at when we recorded that video of our playoff breakdown, we're playing absolutely unreal hockey and they just fell off the cliff as the sabers do yeah and now they're looking like they're very slim that they make it now yeah they it has been a rough go for the sabers that is for sure i think they gave up seven to the bruins uh the game before that they gave up 10 to the stars so they are not having a very good time right now uh but yeah it i like the stars i think they can get streaky but i Six or seven, I'm right there with you, man. So we'll go ahead and move on. So if the Dallas Stars are down to seven, now who is number six, man? Tell me who's number six. I have the Vegas Golden Knights at six. Moving them up. You swapped them, rotated them, huh? All right, all right. I think Obviously, overall, the Knights are a better team, up and down. I mean, and I think if they play the Stars in a series to seven, I think Vegas takes it. That's surely why I swapped it. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, it wasn't a quick decision, I'm sure. And we won't quickly forget (laughs) who's in goal for them. Uh, (laughs) I'm sure the Kings aren't, 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 uh, 
too quick to forget either. Yeah, you so. notice, uh, you notice quickly <laughs> who was not on my top ten teams. Yeah, 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 absolutely. <laughs> so we'll go ahead and go to the top five. We're breaking into it right now. Who do you got at number five? Well, I can tell you, spoilers, not going to be a Western Conference team from here on Absolutely out. Absolutely not. It's all East, baby. All East. I'm moving them up significantly just because of, A, they'll get hot. They have player experience, and you can never count them out in the playoffs. I have Tampa Bay at number five. Tampa Bay at number five. I mean, the ESPN's got them at five, too. They actually, so, I mean, you're right there with ESPN. I mean, the team, they did a lot of stuff there. I mean... Tampa Bay is always one of those teams, man, that you just, I, they're an afterthought for me a lot of the times. I don't think about Tampa Bay because they quietly win. Most of the time, Tampa Bay quietly wins. And they're also playoff very, time and they very show up. quiet at the deadline. They were yeah. very quiet at the deadline. They're which just is a scary thing. They, they're, they quietly do things. And you're right. It is absolutely terrifying when a team can consistently win and do it in a manner that no one notices. Because that's essentially what it feels like. I mean, like every time the Tampa Bay Lightning are in the playoffs, I'm like, where do they come from? <laughs> where are they, where are they? And then I look and like, oh, they've been there all year. Just no one said a damn thing about, about it. Them. Too, how the Eastern Conference was loading up at the deadline, but the Lightning didn't. And yeah. they are still in there, and no one's going to knock them off. It's and they're going to be terrifying, terrifying in the playoffs as absolutely. they are, as they have been for the last seven years. All right. I mean, I agree with you, dude. The, the Tampa Bay Lightning are the bane of my existence right now. So we'll go ahead and move on to number four. Who do you got at number four, man? We just talked about them, but I do have the Toronto Maple Leafs at four. Toronto Maple Leafs The talent four. on that team is outrageous. And it really is. And my, and my problem and this is here. Surely regular season power rankings so we cannot take the playoff Maple Leafs and hold it against them. I want to so bad though, because it's like I know for a fact that if the Tampa Bay, if if, if Tampa Bay Lightning and the Toronto Maple Leafs face each other tomorrow in a seven-game series, it, the the Maple Leafs be lucky to get six. <laughs> but if they played just a regular season game tomorrow night, the Maple Leafs probably beat them. The I take the Leafs. I know it, that is it is so frustrating. It is, it is so night and day. It's night and day. Okay. So here's where I think it's going to be rough for you. I think you, you're going to have to make an unbiased decision, and I'll let you know if I agree with you or not. At number three, who do you got? Because <laughs> I, I know I you're watching to, the game right now. I know I, I know they're facing right live now. right now. I am those watching two, the game right two teams now. that are left are facing each other right now, and one of them you're a fan of. Who's number three? I really want to say Carolina at three. I really, really do. But it's New Jersey. Ooh, okay. So I I am unbiased. And I have been on the New Jersey train for a hot minute. I'm where as I'm wearing my Bruins jersey, I've been on the New New Jersey train for a hot minute. And I'm gonna be honest with you, if you had said Carolina was three and New Jersey was two, I would have agreed with you. No holds barred, 100% It is so 50-50 on the fence. Roll a dice, man. The only reason I say Carolina right now is their goaltending is just better. I mean, that's There is no argument that their goaltending is just better. But I think offensively, the Devils are better. The the main one that shifted it, 51% to 49, is I think Carolina is a little bit better defensively. And that's it. The Devils, I think, will win this game tonight as – as we're recording, 
<laughs> and they will slink up to number one in the Metro. So if we run this back next week, my answer might be different. Hey, I mean, uh, I'm telling you right now, man, my answer is different. I think the Devils are two. I, I love, I mean, they're a young team. They're fiery. They're playing with heart. They're getting it done. No one thought they would be here. They, they're like literally an entire underdog story because everyone is watching and waiting for New Jersey to fall off a cliff. Yeah, but New Jersey and Carolina are just mirrors right now. Yeah. Same goal, plus, same plus minus, almost the same amount of points, almost the same amount of games played. And it's it's almost so close. It's a, you can go either way, and I wouldn't have an argument. I mean, the teams could literally go into the locker room, switch jerseys, come back out, and we probably wouldn't even know. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I mean, I agree. I mean, those two teams are really, really close. Obviously, like we said, if if Jersey's three, Carolina's two, it can go either way. We don't really need to talk about why. We just did. And obviously, we don't need to talk about number one because we already talked about that, too. It's the Bruins. You can't even argue against it. And I just – I don't even know how anyone would even if they wanted to. They if also they did it already, already with – I don't know. They have, let me look real quick. They have 17 games left. 17 games left in the season and have already secured a playoff spot. Yeah. <laughs> so – how There's are you going to argue that any any team is better than them? It's yeah. wild. Absolutely insane. So, But that's all we have time for tonight on The Crease. Obviously, if you want to help support the channel, you want to help support the House Call Sports brand, you can go to that link scrolling down below, www.the-house-call.com forward slash affiliates. That's where all of our affiliates are listed. StubHub. Uh, we got sportsnerability.com. We got Fubo TV. We got Liquid IV. The code scrolling below gets you 25% off any Liquid IV items on your first order. You got tons of flavors. Good for hydration. Go there. Help support the brand. Be sure to like, follow us on all social media platforms. We got Facebook up and running now. You can find us there at the House Call. You can go to our Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, Spotify, and our YouTube. Like, follow, subscribe. Help bump these numbers up. And we'll see you next time here on The Crease. What's up, everybody? Welcome into the Bush League segment here at House Call Sports. I'm with Taylor. My name is Matt, and we are going to talk about the World Baseball Classic, the 